Now in year number six, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers. Hello and welcome to episode 297 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Bustles coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. I'm thrilled that you're listening. It's a new year. It's the sixth year of the podcast. You may have noticed a new opening music. I got the thumbs up from my daughter who checked it out and said she liked it. Uh, so I went ahead and ran with that. I'm glad you're back. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've put out a uh, new episode and uh, well, before I start, if you're watching on video, um, you're going to have to let me know. Uh, I guess this is, an, this is an Australian brand of T-shirts and sweaters, I guess, as well. I found a couple of these at the local thrift store here in town. And uh, from what I read, uh, the former uh, hip-hop artist uh, Biggie Smalls, which uh, I guess technically that's what I have been. I've been a Biggie and I'm trying to get small, um, used to wear Coogie, I think is how it's pronounced, sweaters quite frequently. Um, you're going to have to let me know that uh, if you're watching on the video, that I'm either, hey, I'm plenty hip to be wearing this, or I'm closer to hip replacement, and I should probably find something else in the closet. I just really gravitated towards it because of the whole Australia aspect of it there. So let me know what you think about that. Now, today's club of the episode and we're going to get back into one of those because we haven't done that in a while. But we're starting to gear up for 2024. Today's club of the episode are the Geelong West Giants of the Geelong Football League. And the Giants uh, Football and Net Netball Club was formed in 2017 after two of the oldest Geelong clubs uh, with junior and senior football and netball. The Geelong West St. Peter's Roosters, known as the Red West and the Geelong West Cheetahs, the Blue Wests, combined. They merged. And they're the only club that plays in both the Geelong Football League and the Geelong and District Football League. And I'm not sure how that works. So somebody, if you're in this area, you're going to have to let me know how that actually works for this club. Now, the club uh, did finish up its summer training back on 18 December, and they're going to be ramping up for a very big season here very soon. And I did notice that the, the club, according to their website, their junior netball trials are going to be starting on the 10th of February. So you can check out the uh, Geelong West Giants uh, website. I'll have that linked in the show notes. Um, you know, I I, I have to uh, tell you, I've been watching quite a bit of cricket lately uh, during the footy offseason. You know, before I dive into that, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, a huge Cleveland Browns fan in the NFL. I don't watch a lot of other NFL football besides the Browns games. Yes, I've been a bit of a glutton for punishment for the last couple decades because we've been god awful. And if you follow the NFL now, well, the, the Browns are actually sitting at, I believe, 11 wins and five losses. They are in the playoffs this year. Uh, they have an outside shot at playing in, you know, well, they're going to make the playoffs, but possibly winning their division, depending upon what the Ravens do over the next two weeks. Um, but since I don't watch a lot of other football, you know, all the college bowl games that are going on, I've not watched any of those. We have college football here, which is massive um, in terms of the money involved in that game. Uh, but I don't watch any of that. But I've, I've mainly watched um, 
T20 cricket, the short form cricket. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, you know, old IPL. I watched all of the major league cricket games here in the United States this summer. Uh, but I, I've started following the uh, the BBL fairly closely. I chose to become a Hobart Hurricane supporter, and they're scuffling a little bit this year. Great story, though, that I do want to delve into here a little bit today. Uh, but I have to I have to tell you that the, the, the one player that I've been most impressed with this year watching uh the the bbl um and i and i have a feeling if you're an australian cricket fan you just have to be kind of licking your lips and just kind of going okay this is going to be awesome um is jake fraser mcgurk i mean this is just a a strapping lad this is a big kid i think he's 21 years old uh and i saw there was an article that was posted yesterday in code sports and he's playing for the renegades um you know he hit a uh 70 off of 37 balls was the man of the performance uh, in the most recent game. But he is somebody who just absolutely mashes the ball. Now, of course, he's playing white ball format right now. I only have a red one. I brought this one back from the UK back in 1996. I've had this one for a while. Um, never thrown it at anything. It's never been hit by anything. But, uh, you know, he says that he uh, he wants to play test cricket. And I, and I have to tell you, I, and I'm going to get into this in a second. I did watch my first little bit of test cricket uh, this weekend with the Australian team and the Pakistani team. And you'll have to let me know if I'm off base here as far as the uh, um, the differences between the games. Okay. Now, again, this is a 21-year-old young man. But is is this somebody that in the next couple of years is likely to find his way on the Australian national team. Who's going to be going up against playing teams like India and England and Pakistan. And, you know, the Netherlands, I guess was involved. Um, yeah. New Zealand. Uh, are they going to be playing some of the, is he going to be part of the, the club playing with these and against these other clubs? Is this, is this the kind of, uh, you know, athlete that the national club will be looking for because you know we have a saying here in Major League Baseball, or at least people who watch baseball since I don't anymore. There used to be an old an old adage, and it's a little, yeah, it's not terribly politically correct. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. And and I'm going to ask you a follow up one here. So I'm gonna, I'm going to get you probably some people mad at me here, but there used to be an, an old line that, that used to go: "Chicks dig the long ball. They like when players hit home runs." And, and quite frankly, unfortunately, we're at a point in time right now where Major League Baseball seems to only like home runs. So it's all about launch angle and exit velocity and that sort of thing and not not learning how to hit the ball the other way. That's one of the things that I really love about watching cricket is that it's it's three dimensional. So. These batters have the ability to to take the ball where it's hit, they're not not everybody's pulling the ball in the same direction. Now, this young lad McGurk tends to hit the ball straight away or pull it to his uh what would be to his left hand side he's a right-handed hitter if i'm not mistaken but he tends to hit it to his left hand side there um is there a saying in cricket where chicks dig the six it's basically the same thing as chicks dig the long ball i don't know um if there's not and somebody makes a shirt out of that i want one percent of the cut okay so you know like i said i watched my first test cricket and i've been intrigued by it now i I have the Willow TV app here in the United States, and I'm really enjoying that because I'm watching cricket from all over the world, and it's been the short form so far. I'm watching Legends Cricket in uh, India. 
you know, so these are, these are athletes who've played the game who are, you know, a little bit older. I saw some players that are in their early forties who were out there playing. Um, but these are folks that, that, that people who follow the game have known for a long time who are out there playing and I'm enjoying watching it. Now, the test cricket is certainly at a different pace, if I'm not mistaken. Would you agree with me on that? Because it's, you know, T20 cricket, you've got 120 balls being thrown, bold, sorry, and then that's it. You're out. You're done. And the next the next team's into, into bowl or to bat. Um, it seems as though the batting, you know, because you know, with 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 T20 cricket, with the short form cricket, it seems to be a lot more instances where you see players maybe swinging for the fences, if you will. And I would say cumulatively, there are probably not more sixes, but in that short, shorter format, there's, it's more compressed. So it seems like there's, they're happening with more frequency. Um, but the, the batters in test cricket seem to be batting more defensively that they're doing that they're that they're doing a great job or attempting to do a great job of defending the wicket without necessarily being too concerned about whether or not they're actually scoring runs. And you'll have to let me know if I'm correct on that because at least that's kind of what it appears like to me uh as I'm watching it. Uh you know the bowlers seem to nibble a little bit more around the wickets and occasionally they will come in and uh so as I was saying, the the bowlers seem to be nibbling a little bit more around the wickets, um, and it, it takes it surely looks like it takes a little while for the momentum of the long form game to expedite itself. Now I did not see the end of the second uh, test between Pakistan and Australia. I didn't see the ending of it. Um, I'm not mistaken. I believe there was a little bit of controversy there, but I'm absolutely enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun watching it um, and seeing some of the big names that are talked about. And, uh, you know, I'm, I know some of these athletes are also ones that are playing then on the BBL side, but they're not actually able to go there right now while this test cricket is going on. So I'm, I'm not sure how that ends up working out for the different clubs there, but they're, you know, they're missing some very quality players, but again, I would love to know um, whether or not this uh, Fraser McGurk uh, athlete is somebody who you think is going to find their way onto the, uh, the Australian side at the national level here in the coming years. Now there was another story I ran into that I, that I, I thought was interesting. And, and this was, um, this was actually posted just yesterday on ESPN Cricket Info, and it's from uh, Tristan Lavalette, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the name there, but it's it's about a, a young man who's playing on the Hobart side, a club that I'm following, um, and uh, it's a young man by the name of Nikki Chowdhury. And from what I have learned is that um, India tends to not let their athletes play in other competitions around the world until until they decide they're no longer going to be playing in the competitions in India. So once they've decided they're no longer going to play in the Indian competition, they're allowed to pursue other avenues in cricket around the world. Switching my little tea thing into a different cup there. Sorry about that. I'm just getting over bronchitis, so I still have a bit of a sore throat. I've been coughing quite a bit lately there. 
but it's been a really interesting story for this young man because he he got caught up in the whole COVID hysteria, if you will, uh, having been visiting um, the uh, country of Australia. But then he was basically locked into Australia where he was not allowed to leave once COVID happened. And um, he tried out twice for the Mumbai Indians, but did not make the final cut of the team. I uh, went on holiday in Australia. Um, Australia got shut down for COVID. Of course, he found himself stuck in Brisbane. And uh, I thought it was kind of funny. He uh, said that, you know, he's living with his family in India. He'd been focused pretty much on cricket. But now that he was in Brisbane, he had to stand on his own two feet. That's what the article is stating. I briefly worked at a Mexican restaurant before realizing he's not good with knives. Well, left himself with a pretty nasty gash on his hand, it said. So it's a good thing that he's found that out rather quickly. So it just was really neat to see his persistence, if you will, in overcoming what turned out to be a really difficult uh, situation for him having to be stuck in a country that, that he's not from. But now he's actually found his niche here, or I'm sorry, there. I'm going to say here because we're talking about Australian sport. Um, and he was quoted he's saying, my goal was to crack the big bash because I wanted more people to see the, the level that, that I could get to. Um, you know, he he has found an opportunity and has been playing very well for uh, for the, uh, the Hurricanes. Now, they've scuffled a little bit this year. They're off to only having one win. Uh, but... We shall see if that gets turned around. I know this is a shortened season this year because they, they cut it back from like 13 to 10 games, which I'm not a big fan of that because, you know, I want to watch as much as I possibly can. So um, it's it's uh, it's kind of lousy that it's been cut back like that. So you'll have to let me know if I'm on the right track with cricket regarding, you know, is is the, the batting seemingly more defensive, if you will, in test cricket. Um, because it seems like they just go at it in, uh, in the T20 cricket where the ball, you know, they're, they're attempting to throw the ball as close to the wickets as possible every single time. And the, the, the batters are more often than not trying to hit the ball a long way. Now, um, folks, I did want to let you know, uh, that again, I've, I've mentioned this in a recent episode, um, I am planning on making my first of what I hope are many trips to Australia in July of this upcoming year. Um, I've made a lot of the arrangements, at least I've started to anyway. Uh, I've not finalized my flights yet, but I, I'm, I've pretty much locked them in. I've not bought the tickets, but I, I think I know what I'm going to be doing as far as that goes. Uh, my plan right now is to fly out of the U.S. on the 1st of July, which would mean I would arrive in Australia on the 3rd of July, which I believe is a Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, which would give me a couple days of getting acclimated before the first weekend of games that I'm going to be there. And this is going to be round 17 through 21. And there's a lot of great footy that's going on. And uh, this is where I, in many ways, I'm going to need your help. Okay. And I've had several people over the years who have said to me, Hey, if you're coming, would love to take you to a game. Well, here's your chance. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I am a Cats International member. I will have to probably bump up my membership, you know, if I need to get tickets for myself for Cats games. But uh, 
I have had a couple people who have been gracious in telling me that they would they would be more than willing to take me to a Cats game. I've had others who have said they would like to take me to their club's game. And and for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, I think you know by now that, and I've said this, I can't tell you how many times, you know, of course, I want to see the Cats win every time they play. Didn't happen last year. May not happen this year. But then I want to watch eight great games of footy each week. Okay, I I wasn't necessarily too concerned about who won or who lost, that sort of thing. I wanted to watch eight great games. I wanted to see them competitive. I want to be able to talk about competitive games once the, uh, you know, it was time to discuss that new episode that was going to be coming up on the podcast. But these are weekends that, uh, as of right now, they have not, of course, set aside the specific times for any of these games. So I know the range of dates. So I know that the round 17 is going to be between Friday, the 5th of July and Sunday, the 7th of July. And then round eight, um, excuse me. Round 18 is going to be between the 12th and the 14th of July. Round 19, the 19th to the 21st. And then round 20, that I guess 20 would be the one that I would be there the last one for, would be uh, the 26th through the 28th. And again, we've not confirmed dates and times for those. Those are going to come later. I sure wish they would have done that ahead of time. It would have made my life so much easier. But here's here's where I need your help. Okay, here's where I need your help. First and foremost, you know, if you're somebody who would be interested, and I'm going to be in the Melbourne area uh, with the exception of probably round 20. Uh, Round 20, I am looking at making the trip to Adelaide uh, for the Crows and Hawthorne game. Um, And, uh, you know, and I'm right now I'm actually looking at flying into Melbourne and flying home from Adelaide is kind of what I'm looking at doing right now. I've kind of been pricing that a little bit. And I'm looking at a number of different airlines as well. I'm looking at Qantas. I'm looking at American Airlines, Delta, United, Air New Zealand. I've looked at British Airways. I've looked at uh, Etihad, which I don't think has any of the flights into the places that I'm necessarily going to be going from or to. Um, But there are fantastic games going on those weekends and I'm, and I'm hoping to see as many of them as I possibly can. Of course, that round 17, that first weekend, the cats are hosting Hawthorne at, at uh, Cardinia park. I'm hoping to be there for that one. Okay. Let me say it again. I will be there for that. one. Okay. Come hell or high water. Even if I have to sneak in through a gate somewhere, I'll figure out how to get my not quite skinny butt into that gate. Uh, I am going to be reaching out to the clubs also to try to, uh, make arrangements to maybe do tours of the parks and hopefully be able to sit down with some of the players from as many of the different clubs as I possibly can while I'm there. Because again, I'm going to be in the country for basically a month and I'm going to be bringing along my podcast equipment, my recording equipment, so I can sit down and hopefully have some conversations with some of these athletes, some of the people involved with these different clubs uh, to find out kind of what make them tick. So that weekend, also, there are two games at the MCG, and then there are two games at Marvel. So I'm hoping to get to three games that weekend, one at each of the three places, okay? Collingwood and Essendon and Melbourne and West Coast are at the MCG. And then at Marvel, you've got North Coast and Gold Coast, and you've got Sydney and St. Kilda also at Marvel that weekend, all right? And then round 18, round 18... There are no games in Geelong that weekend. Okay, and there's only one game at Marvel. The Bulldogs and Carlton are playing at Marvel. And then the MCG has GWS facing off against Richmond. 
Essendon facing off against Melbourne and the Cats facing off against the Magpies. Now, I'm hoping to get to three or four of those games that weekend. Okay. I think I should be able to get to at least three of them because one's going to be on a Friday night. One's going to be on a Saturday night. One's going to be on a Sunday afternoon, and there'll probably be one early on Saturday. So if the if there's an early game on Saturday afternoon at Marvel, or excuse me, at the MCG, and then maybe that evening the Bulldogs-Carlton game is at Marvel, well, I should put my money where my mouth is. Since I've given so much grief to Richmond supporters complaining about having to play at, at uh, Marvel every once in a while, um, I ought to be able to find my own damn way between the MCG and Marvel or vice versa to go watch a game if if I decide I want to do that. Okay. So pretty good uh you know schedule the games that weekend also. And then the following weekend, the following weekend, which is the 19th through the 21st of July, this is round 19. There are again four games in Melbourne. And there's one game at Cardinia Park at GMBHA Stadium. The Bulldogs are, are facing off against the Cats. Then you got Hawthorne and Collingwood at the MCG. And then at Marvel, you've got the Eagles and St. Kilda. You've got Essendon and Adelaide. And you've got North Melbourne and Carlton. So again, I'm hoping to get to maybe three of those games as well. All right. So right there, I'm looking at hopefully getting to see nine games. Maybe some local footy mixed in there as well. And then for round 20, the thing that I've been contemplating doing and uh, and again, as I was saying, the thing that I'm contemplating doing is I've been discussing, do I want to make the trip to follow the cats to Hobart or do I want to make the drive across from Melbourne to Adelaide and go watch the Crows and the Hawks? I've got plenty of people that I've met in Adelaide over the last several years online. A couple of them that are popping up into my head right now are unfortunately Port Adelaide supporters. So I don't think they want to be caught dead at a Crows game. But uh hey, if if their favorite person from Ohio was at was in town, maybe they would do that. I haven't asked them yet. So if they're listening, they may be shaking their head no and going, there's no way in hell I would go. Uh but I do plan on hopefully getting to see the Crows and the Hawks at the Adelaide Oval. Um, I don't think I want to do that walk up on the uh, the the top level of the uh, the stadium, however. But I, I, it looks like a beautiful facility. I really would like to see it in person. So, like I said, I'm also contemplating just flying home from um, Adelaide after that. But then again, if I don't do that, there are still five games being played in Melbourne. Okay, Carlton and Port Adelaide are at Marvel. St. Kilda and Essendon are at Marvel. Sydney and the Bulldogs, excuse me, they're at the SCG. I highlighted that one incorrectly. That one's not in in Melbourne. GWS and Melbourne are facing off against one another and Collingwood and Richmond, which would be awesome to see that one as well in person. So I've got a lot of thinking to do, which then is something where I also need your help, your advice. You know, as you know, I am a Geelong supporter. I do plan on spending quite a bit of time in Geelong, visiting with other Geelong supporters, meeting these people that I've been talking to for years online, being able to put an actual face with them, being able to actually take photographs with them. So I have these memories that I can bring back with me and, and I can, you know, I can cherish this trip, you know, forever as I plan my next one. 
and and this is in no way taking anything away from Geelong, but would I be better served? Because I've been looking at, you know, many people have, have, have said to me, hey, if you're coming, we would love, you know, we, we would, you know, you're more than welcome to come stay with us. You know, we have a place where you can stay and that sort of thing. And it's extraordinarily generous. It really is. And uh, ultimately, I might end up picking people up on that. I mean, I don't have that planned as of right now. I've not. I've not made any decisions on that sort of thing because, again, this is still in its infancy in terms of when this is going to be happening. We're talking six months from now still. Okay. But while I've been uh, researching that sort of stuff, um, I, I've decided, you know what, maybe I should look at like Airbnb and Verbo, VRBO, to see if I could find something that would work in terms of like a, a base of operations for me, if you will where I could just kind of have all my stuff. And uh, and since I'm going to be there for basically 28 days, for basically a month, um, you know, I'd, I'd have some continuity, if you will. and it, Because there's no way I would expect somebody that says, hey, well, hey, you could come stay with me that, that, you know, I don't want to be screwing up their schedules. Do I absolutely want to go and have dinner with somebody or stop by their home if, if, if I'm invited for a visit, that sort of thing? You know, meet their family, you know, shake their hand, that sort of thing, see them in person. Do I absolutely want to do that? You bet your ass I do. But I also don't want to be an inconvenience. I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to be somebody that is going to, you know, um, I don't want to be somebody that that, that un unintentionally burns any kind of bridges. Okay. That's certainly not what I'm wanting to do with this visit. Okay. I, I, I am so excited about making this trip and, and meeting as many people as I possibly can. Now, I, I, how is that all going to work out? How's that going to happen? That's still the logistics of that is still happening. I don't know how that's going to occur. You know, whether it's me, you know, just posting something online saying, hey, I'm going to be at such and such a place if people want to stop by, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm planning on bringing my recording equipment so I can sit down and do some some interviews while I'm there. Again, hopefully with uh, people involved with the clubs, uh, with local footy as well. Certainly, some of the mates that I've that I've met up with and online over the last several years. I'm looking forward to to sitting down and chatting with you, hopefully in person as well. But I thought maybe if I had a place that that would be a good location to do some of those things. So here's the question that I have, okay? Yeah, there's a multitude of things to do in Australia, to do in Melbourne. I've sp been spending an awful lot of time in this book right here, looking at places to visit, looking at places to uh, stop off and see while I'm there. So I've been looking at lots of places in that book i've been highlighting things in there been you know circling things that i want to visit of course the one place i do absolutely want to get to and visit besides the mcg and marvel stadium is i want to get to the vegemite factory and visit that of course um but uh this is where i i kind of need your help okay would i be better served in your opinion and this is where i want you to reach out in the comments on the uh um YouTube channel, 
sending me an email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com reaching out on my website a yank on the footy.com reaching out to me on my socials at yank underscore on on twitter a yank on the footy podcast on facebook or me craig wessels on facebook would i be better served by finding a place and i've been i've been finding quite a few of them in melbourne that we're kind of in the thick of the things that I'm going to want to be seeing. Cause yes, I do want to go sightseeing in Geelong. I want to spend days down there visiting, but would I be better served using Melbourne as my home base and taking the train a few times to Geelong uh, for a visit and then taking the train back to Melbourne after that and having this location back in Melbourne for me to stay. And I, I found several places on Airbnb that are appearing to be rather reasonably priced and would do exactly what I need them to do. Little small one-bedroom apartments uh, that I could rent for a month. And it would allow me to, you know, dive into the culture of the city. But then also, if I just simply wanted to, you know, get up in the morning and, and you know, make a a you know, some scrambled eggs and, uh, you know, an omelet or uh, some oatmeal or whatever it was I wanted to have for breakfast. I didn't feel like, you know, I was having to be an inconvenience to somebody who had invited me into their home um, or anything like that. And, and, and again, this, I, I'm so appreciative to those of you who have said that you would be willing to do that. Uh, but uh, I'm thinking that it might be better if I stop by for visits at people's homes and uh, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, the trans transportation network and the, the trams and buses and trains look to be extraordinarily efficient. Um, of course, I'm going to need to find my way around on them a little bit. So bottom line, would I be better served finding a place? And I've actually found one that is very reasonably priced. It's only about a block away from the MCG. So, you know, I could, you know, even go hang out at, and I know Dim is not there anymore, but I could go hang out at Punt Road and sell maps on how to find your way from Punt Road over to, to uh, Docklands, if I wanted to do that. Um, okay, that's my last little snarky thing there. Dim has moved on to Gold Coast. I won't, I won't poke any more fun at him for that. Okay. But you'll have to let me know on one of my socials or by email um, or in the comments on YouTube. Would I be better served finding a place in Melbourne because there's so many other things that I could go and visit once I'm in Melbourne rather than having to make the trip every single day in from Geelong. And if I want to go visit local clubs, which is one of the other things that I really want to do, being able to do that out of Melbourne and maybe get out into the Gippsland area and get out into the northern suburbs and that sort of thing. And again, there's so many people that I want to meet um, that once I get the dates set for this, I'm hoping to be able to actually set up some times. Um, in which I can actually schedule some things to sit down with people. Okay. So I really, I'm really wanting your advice on this. Okay. Um, now, of course, if you want to help out, you certainly can do that. You know, you can help out the podcast, you know, at my uh, buy me a coffee page. If you'd like to do that, uh, Bob, a big thank you for, from you, sir. Um, so many of you have been helpful with that. Uh, but if you, if you certainly would want to do that and defray some of the costs, trust me, I wouldn't say no. Um, That'd be awesome. If you want to get some uh, some yank on the footy gear, 
Uh, and I, I am going to be putting a few new things up there related to the trip in 2024, kind of like the Yank on the Footy World Tour, if you will. I'm doing little air quotes for those of you who are listening. Um, uh, the little World Tour thing there for 2024 with, uh, you know, Sandusky and Melbourne and Geelong and and hopefully Adelaide and, or possibly Hobart. Um, but uh, I know I'm kind of rambling right here, but I just have to tell you, I, I, I'm so freaking excited. Uh, I'm so thrilled uh, that this is uh, going to be happening this year. Um, yeah, I will be working again this summer for about six weeks before I come there uh, to put aside some additional money. But uh, yeah, if you want to help out the podcast, you can certainly do that. You know, all of the uh, the subscription stuff for the, the web host and all that sort of thing are renewing this month. So if you want to help out with that, you certainly could. It'd be great. Um, you can find all of the links to my socials uh, on the in the show notes. Uh, you can find them in the uh, underneath the uh, the video over here on YouTube as well. And ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you'll look out for one another. Okay, I do hope that if you happen to be home during that uh, month of July in uh, Melbourne or in Geelong, I hope we can get together. Okay, especially cat supporters, I want to meet as many of you as I possibly can because I've spent so much time in the Cats Nation site. In the Geelong Mayhem site, I, I I really am looking forward to to meeting you, to shake your hand, to become hopefully just a a small thread in the fabric of what it means to be a cat supporter. Okay, um, yeah, I know you have a lot of you know end of the season gatherings, but maybe maybe we can figure something out while I'm there. Okay, Catman, I'm putting that one on you. Okay. Um, but folks, remember, you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list, which I hope you'll do. Um, you can also find me uh, you know, over on my uh, my YouTube channel as well. Um, you can get on the mailing list, like I said. If if you enjoy the podcast, you can leave a review there as well. Uh, I'm going to be putting out a few uh, re-releases of some older interviews uh, in the coming weeks. I'm working at setting up the, the preview uh, interviews right now. Uh, I've got a few irons in the fire with those. Um, as I said, it's been uh, been battling bronchitis during our uh, break from school. So this has been a bit of a struggle to actually be able to, to, to record this because I've had to stop every few minutes and have a little bit of a coughing fit. So hopefully that has not been too much of a distraction. Um, remember, you can find me at Yank underscore on Twitter. I hope you'll give me a follow over there. Uh, Yank on the footy gmail.com if you want to reach out. Like I said, I hope you'll leave a review if you like the show. Um, check me out on Instagram. Check me out on LinkedIn as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, look out for your friends and family. Let them know you love them. Okay. Um, take them out for that coffee. I like coffee. And uh, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 297 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, everybody. I do hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. I do hope to meet as many of you as I possibly can this coming July in Australia. And more on this trip as information becomes available. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being so kind and so generous. Cheers, and until next time, goodbye.